Well, hey, everybody. Um, welcome to Savak Talk. We're talking about The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would rather talk about that, honestly. <laughs> um, no, we're here to talk about uh, The Last Jedi. Just kidding. Um, I don't know why I'm saying fake things. We're here to talk about Chapter 17 of The Mandalorian, which I've only watched once. Me too. Me too. Okay. In my opinion, it was only worth watching once. So Oh, <laughs> we come straight out, dude. Oh shit. Okay, well, we got to get into it. Um, because I'm excited. I'm excited to hash it out and see see where we land. I feel like I feel like I don't know. I, I don't even know like the community's reaction yet. I haven't really like clued in on me, it. Yeah, and, me so. either. I feel like it's not good though, because I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I haven't seen much, and so um I feel like we're pretty early on still. It's still Wednesday, so um We'll see what we have to say, but um, thanks everybody for listening. And this is uh, Star Wars Talk for the Average Fan. This might be our fastest turnaround, I feel like. Same day. I know. We've like never done it. What motivated us to do this right now? I know. I don't know. So Dark um, Talk is back again, and this time <laughs> with some urgency. I, I will say I am annoyed that it's on a Wednesday. That is that is literally the worst day for Star Wars. And yeah, it was not, it was like Friday was sick. It was such a because like yeah. a weekend thing. I don't know why they changed to Wednesday. It's annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. I mean HBO HBO is like kind of taking control of the weekends now. I feel like That's you know the true. HBO HBO Sundays. Um, you know, Pedro Pascal, I mean, he's in the prime of his life. You Dude, know what I mean? He's Holy making a cow. killing. Yeah, he's such a good actor, man. Yeah, he's taking he's taking he's taking the world by force right now. Um uh his character arc in this show, um, maybe not taking the world by force as, as much, but um what uh so I mean you just said that this was only worth watching once, so um yeah. I, I wanna hear <laughs> your take. I don't I mean I don't want to be too negative and it honestly it surprised me because it's not even about like baby yoda i am annoyed about him but i feel like he was so minor in the background they're just using him basically as a prop for cuteness which we know in like a cash grab yeah but like i feel like the story was just so rushed and i feel like they were covering yeah. up covering it up with action scenes and i was like i don't like this this reminds me of like both Bo Fett. Fett. it doesn't feel like man <laughs> it doesn't feel like mandalorian at all and i was like what like what i'm worried i'm like what is this like this is not yeah what we're used to in Mandalorian. So it felt uh, different. Didn't, I it feel did, like it, it felt different. So different. And I, I didn't Ugh. like it at all. It's, I, I don't know. The opening scene was not, I mean, the opening scene started off great. Like that was cool. You know, to see uh, like this, this kid going into the Creed and stuff, but then this giant crocodile thing, like just so unnecessary, I feel like. And I don't know. I feel like it was a miss for me. And then another scene I yeah. feel like was really rushed was when he saw Bo-Katan yeah, like he just goes and visits her for five seconds and leaves. I was like, this is stupid. What is like this is terrible writing. What is going it just on? Felt, it, it felt like a forced cameo kind yeah, of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So well, yeah, and, yeah. And I'm sorry. Going. Yeah, this the whole thing was just rushed. So yeah, I feel like the the tone was different. So like, I am worried. Honestly, I am worried that the season <laughs> is going to feel different. Yeah, I think I think I I completely agree. Um, yeah, I I thought that it felt rushed. I thought that it felt like just not as patient. You know, yeah. like, I feel like the, one of the reasons I loved Mando season one, and like, I feel like some of our, fo- our followers or listeners are like so tired of me saying stuff like this, but like, it was really, <laughs> it was so patient. Like, it was like, they, they were, they were patient and they didn't like, um, 
I don't know. They like just didn't compromise like a vision for like a certain feel or certain certain vibe or like a certain genre even yeah in some of those episodes and like this 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 felt like a lot more just like a kind of like a grab and like just they were yeah it just felt a little bit more forced and like um yeah just kind of um unnecessarily like flashy um and then also i think one of the things that comes to mind is i know i sent you that like set of memes the other day about like that john favreau had come out and said that like there's there's supposedly somewhere in this whole timeline there's like a two-year gap yeah um and i could tell that they were trying to like really they were trying to like send that message i think um and obviously with like the way that navarro is all built up and like how yeah, that's all uh-huh. changed and like um it, with bo katan even and like you know the way where she's at and stuff i kind of felt like that felt a little bit forced like it, it seems very obvious that that's like not the natural way that like the story is being told and it felt a little bit like what they did with the sequels where like you know they they did us they had a certain storyline and then all of a sudden they decided to go another direction um for outside forces reasons and i think for this particular show like where we're going now the direction I do think a lot of it has to do with Grogo, Groga, Grogu. Like, I think that they're wanting to keep Grogu in the show. And so the whole direction of the show, I think, has been rushed. Like, they completely changed where the show was going. Yeah. Um, and, like, and they're trying to, co- like, course correct to, like, make it make sense for, like, the direction they're going now. Because everything in the whole storyline was pointing towards the finale of season two. And now we've 180 from that. And so I think it makes everything feel unnatural. It makes everything feel cheap um, and just like a little bit more um, forced. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like even, even in their dialogue, um, like they mentioned, Mando mentions, yeah, I took off my helmet and then he came back to me. I was like, okay, well, I, it's it's just stupid and then they they briefly <laughs> yeah, I know. they briefly talk about um moff gideon and then uh gina carano's character which mm-hmm. i understand gina carano's character right you can't yeah you can't have her in but like t- i feel like touching him off gideon was such a disjustice to him oh mm-hmm. yeah they they took him off the prison like literally this is the b- main bad guy the first two seasons yeah. and we don't even get like any closure on him it's like oh yeah they, they turned him in and he's He's done for. And then I, I thought too, when they showed this pirate scene, this random ass pirate scene, and they showed like that, that big, uh, the captain pirate, like, yeah. oh, you're going to, you're going to pay for that. Whatever. I was like, he better not be the freaking bad guy of the, of the series or, or like, <laughs> he better not show up again. Like that, that's, that's such a hollow uh, reason for him to chase Mando is because yeah. he like wants his ship or he, he killed some of his guys. It's like, I swear if they do that, like that is so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. I just, <laughs> I promise you we're going to see that fool again. I know. Like, that's what I, it seems like. I'm I like, this is stupid. You. Like, what, how dumb. <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel kind of like meaningless. Like, well, and especially it's almost like they're like, I almost felt like the storyline was like trying to create, like, it felt like they were trying to create obstacles for him to like do whatever his mission is now. And his mission doesn't even make sense. Or it, yeah. I guess it makes sense. But like, supposedly at this point, what I'm gathering from this episode is that the like part of the purpose of this season is for him to like regain like or to get redemption with like the the creed or whatever. Yeah. Um, the uh, children of the watch and everything. And I feel like this. I I mean, 
I'm kind of hopeful still that they'll make this interesting, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like this, like this whole element. And once again, I, our listeners are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I felt like this was like the most interesting thing about season two was that like all the audience and everybody had bought into like this cool armor character and the children of the watch idea and the creed and everything. And then it got flipped on its head when Bo-Katan came in and was like, you guys are a bunch of crazy cultists. (laughs) And then, and now, but now our hero is still trying to like regain the favor of the cult. Yeah. So that's like, that's like potentially really interesting to me because it's just an interesting dynamic. And like, he was like, you know, brainwashed as like a young person. And like, you kind of got this whole thing going on. Um, And so I'm, I'm still curious to see how that goes, but I do think it kind of, I don't know. It just, it's kind of weird that like, you know, it, 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 I guess it just weakens like the, everything weakens like the finale of season two. Yeah, um, totally. Which is a bummer because it was such a good finale. I know. And yeah, that's a really good point. Cause like, if there's no overarching like villain, right. Or like purpose, literally his purpose. Yeah. It, it's like, what, what, like what resistance is he going to find? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because They're there's just, no, yeah. no one's snug. No one, everyone thinks Mandalore is first of all, like poison. So it's like, it's a desolate planet. So literally he probably like the next, like theoretically, right. Next episode, he literally could go there, wash in the bathe in the bath of Mandalore and come back and like, it'd, it'd be done because there's no one stopping him. So yeah, yeah that, that's a really good point. There really is no, there's no plot. Like, we yeah. thought he was gonna like try and unite. Like if there was like a threat to the Mandalorians, like someone was hunting them and killing them, then like yeah, that'd be sick. Because then you'd be like, okay, yeah, like he needs to unite the clans, right? Yeah. Um, and then there'd just be this, there'd be this like we thought there'd be conflict with the Children of the Watch and Bo-Katan, but then we learned today Bo-Katan's crew all left her, and she's so she's literally alone, and yeah. which is stupid because she also said like she was calling out the Children Children of the Watch, saying like these factions are the ones that ruin mandalore but she literally was a part of death watch which was a faction that left yeah. mandalore so i don't know it's, it's just again like everything feels so hollow and just like yeah let's just go from point a to point b and have really no resistance or plot or like or like the, he's going from point a to point b and like it feels like the story is like forcing obstacles between the two points yeah, you know true. like it doesn't feel like natural like even like a lot of the stuff that happened in the episode like his whole thing with like wanting to like rebuild the ig oh yeah that, uh, like that, yeah. that was kind of random to me i was like like why why is this happening like it doesn't seem logical <laughs> it's just like he doesn't seem like he would want a droid with him in the first place and i want, I want that droid yeah it was it was just kind of wasn't it random i was just like it was like and then they brought in the the character from um the rise of skywalker um yeah that was weird to me like the whole thing was just it was not, I guess it's just not what I expected. Um, yeah, definitely also, a letdown for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at this. We haven't said anything positive. It's all negative. <laughs> I do have like one, literally one positive thing. I, well, it, it, the show was just such a letdown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it is. I don't know. Well, like, I, and like, I, I, I will say this. I will I, the only, like the biggest defense I have is like, well, one of the bigger defenses I have is that like, I think that, and or like really ramped up our standards like yes i was gonna say that too yeah, yeah i was like going yeah. from Andor to this i was like wow this is this is like literally boba fett status yeah well and Andor had a different audience i think too like Andor was meant to be a more serious mature adult That's show true. that is true and so like obviously this is going to feel a little bit juvenile but like it feels it feels like it's juvenile even compared to like the other seasons of mandalorian 
I know. Cause I was thinking that too. I was like, okay, coming off Andor to this, I was like, there's no way that the first two seasons of this were like this. And so that's when I started thinking about it. And I was like, this has to like, this feels so different. And that's when I was like, kind of realizing that this is like a completely different tone and like more action, less plot. I was like, this is, that's when I was getting worried. I was like, this, this better not, this show better not be like this the whole time. Oh yeah. That'd be rough. So what, what was your one positive thing you were going to say? So when they were traveling through light speed, uh-huh. um, the, those creatures, you, uh-huh. did you remember the, uh, what are they called? The pole grill? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 The per grill, per grill. Those yeah. are, that's sick. That was a, such a cool scene. Beautiful scene. And it's definitely like a nod to rebels because they're in rebels and the upcoming Ahsoka oh, really? series. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be it's probably because like they're the only animals that can travel light speed or, or something. Yeah, um, in the Star Wars universe, so I was like, that's a really cool scene. Like that was hmm. that was really cool. Interesting, but like okay. that was it. That little five second scene, <laughs> <laughs> five second scene that meant nothing for the plot. That literally, yeah, it was pointless. I yeah, get, but I know also too. Like obviously, it's annoying. Grogu is still a child, and he's got to be I like know. at least 55 and he still can't talk for some reason. I know. And, but he can communicate telepathically to other Jedi. So like he knows, he knows how to speak words. So it's yeah. like, it literally just doesn't make sense that he like acts like a child still. Like, I don't, I don't understand that concept. Yeah, it is weird. Um, I know he's, his character. I mean, like, I just think it's like a classic case of like, you've overstayed your welcome. Yeah. I mean, not like, not like I have anything like necessarily super against, um, you know, Grogu necessarily like, but like they created such a good storyline to like, to have just to have his, his arc go to and like keeping him around now and like keeping him the same. It just feels, it does, it does feel like does like, does this, this trope does get old after a it, while. Yeah. It you know? under, and it undermines everything Mandel's doing like, right. Cause they're trying yeah. to be serious. And then there's a funny scene of Grogu picking up <laughs> one of those guys from the, from the sequels. It's like, Hey, like, yeah, yeah. seriously, like why? Like, come on. No, no, no. It's true. Oh goodness. Yeah. And, and again, it's like they, they turn on the IG 11 and he starts to attack Grogu like this should still be like an ongoing plot. Like he's not safe. Mando yeah. said himself all of season one, all of season two, he's not safe with me. People will always hunt him. Like, yeah, or like, yeah, right. I because, have him. Yeah. Like, because he's so vulnerable. He's a child. Right. And yet yeah. for some reason he's safe now. He's, he's, he's cool. Like I, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. It, it really doesn't. Wasn't that scene so weird? When like the yes. IG was like, and like Mando, like I, he like shot his blaster, like, like 15 times and like didn't hit the droid once and it's literally yes. up on the floor right in front of him i was like what is going on like this is so bizarre <laughs> shoot it mando shoot it I, I know i was it was it was like one of those slow motion scenes from like obi-wan or something <laughs> like i don't know i don't under like do you get what i mean though like yeah. it's like these like these sequences like i don't know the way they like edit their scenes or something or like it it all it gets so weird for some reason. I don't understand. I, I, I guess I just don't fully understand like why it ends up that way. But like and some of these scenes, I was like, what is going on? I know. And then the next episode, he's literally going to go to Tatooine, probably to Pelemato. They get this <laughs> stupid part that he needs for the robots. Like that. That's <laughs> dude. This, the, the whole the whole season is going to be him rebuilding IG Eleven. He's going to need parts. He's going to have to go to different different areas. There's different 
planets to get these parts in order in order because he needs ig11 to go into mandalore yeah but then like i like oh i wonder what significant role ig11 is even gonna play (laughs) oh my gosh it's it really is so weird you know you know what scene i actually liked i thought was like pretty well done like i actually liked the i didn't like the storyline where it fit in the storyline but i thought that the the uh like dog fight in the asteroid field was pretty cool um between like him and like the pirates yeah uh-huh. whatever yeah i i like that scene um thought it was that was pretty cool i mean and then the pirate king guy he was kind of it was kind of a letdown but like a like a davy jones uh pirates of the caribbean uh, <laughs> <know>. vibe <laughs> yeah it's it definitely it's like a pirates of the caribbean six vibe <laughs> how many pirates of the caribbean are there maybe that's yeah Maybe that's why there's like, that's like totally on brand with this episode. It's like a series that's been around too long. Um, just like Pirates of the Caribbean. First first few were really good. And then it just went downhill from there fast. <laughs> I know when they, when they mentioned Pirates, I was like, dude, they're going to bring in Hondo. Let's, like, let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's a bummer. I know. I don't even think that this character, I don't even think that that character, the captain guy, I don't think that he's even like, a, has he been mentioned in anything else? Not that I know of, yeah. Wait, let me look it up really quick and see. Gorian Shard is the name, and let let's open that up really quick. I just want to see because I know that there's like been a couple that I've like read about, like in different things. Um, nope, this is the only appearance for that character, so it's a new character, and like really weird looking, also. Like, yeah. and I didn't feel like I was not super impressed with the CGI. Looks like sea moss. Yeah, it was kind of bizarre. Um, yeah. Oh, I think. Do I have anything else positive to say? <laughs> no, dude. It's it's like, sad. <laughs> it's bad. We're so negative. Oh gosh. Um. Yeah, I just I don't feel that excited about where it's going. I feel like, and one thing that does come to mind as well is like I just don't. I think going back to like the cult thing and like the children of the watch thing is like if the whole arc of the show is just about him, like getting redemption, like I'm not rooting for him. Like I'm not, I'm not happy about that. Yeah, true. That's a good point. point. You know, like, so like, I don't know what, what they were thinking. Maybe there are people that are like, maybe there's people that watch this show, like in the audience that are like, yes, like I want to see Din Djarin get redemption with his, you know, uh, whole group. Um, but like for me, like I'm not rooting for that. Like I'm hoping that he realizes that he should not be in that group, or he realizes that like maybe they're a little bit wacky, you know. Um, but it doesn't seem—I don't know. Maybe it's going to go that direction, but like they're not really giving any hints at that, or giving any hints as to like like Din Djarin, like his character himself is like is like irritating me yeah. at this point. Like I'm like you're an idiot. Like he seems like an idiot to me. Like the way he's kept with Go Grogu around. Like the way he's like trying to get back into this group, like I feel like the evolution of the character is sort of off now. And like I'm not yeah. rooting for him in a lot of the things that he's doing. I'm hoping that he kind of like realizes the error of his ways, I guess. No, because we the armor, right? The armor is such a compelling character, and we have we have, you know, theorized since like the beginning that she's more than what she seems. And like she has like this character has to know like the cult is bad and she's like really not, she's not actually a cult member, but she like wants control. We've thought about that. Like we thought mm-hmm. we've, but it's like, like I can, they, they need to do something like something has, like you're right. Something has to happen because this isn't making sense. And yeah. also if he has the dark saber, shouldn't it 
Bo-Katan literally said, everyone will follow you if you have the dark saber. So like, I know he's not necessarily in the cult, but like, it shouldn't matter because he's like the, the Mandalore. He is the leader of Mandalore. Right. Yeah. So like what, <laughs> who, yeah. like, who are they? What, like you would think the children of the watch would literally follow the dark saber because they're like fundamentalists or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just everything. And that's another, like you brought up another good point. Um, is like, or that it made me think of this point is that like the whole scene with the kid getting, you know, that was like such a cool scene. And then it's undermined by action. It's like, oh yeah, but that, the audience would rather see action than this really cool cultural, you know, like yeah. deep, uh, like deep Star Wars, like roots. It's like, this is, this is what I want to see. I don't want to see you guys fight a freaking crocodile. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see like what goes on behind the scenes. Like who, the, who are the actually the children of the watch? Like, I want to see all that. Like that's, yeah, that is what I want to see. Where are these kids coming from? How are you brainwashing? I'm like, this is exactly what I want to see. And yet they freaking undermine it by the stupid crocodile scene. I don't know. Was, I, I just, I just, I don't want them to go in that direction. I don't want like, I don't know what I understand why they don't look at the reviews of shows that are like bad, like the <laughs> action, the action, like people don't want just hollow action scenes. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look at the last of us. Like, I mean, not to like, not to like, I feel like I'm always bringing in like specific comparisons. But, Other like, the shows, last, yeah. Yeah. The last of us, like, I mean, it's just happening right now. It's Pedro Pascal. So it comes to mind. Um, and I made, you know, I said at the beginning, but like, you know, it's, I think the reason why it's like people, like a lot of people are freaking out about how good it is is because it does, it spends so much time on the exposition of the characters and like emotional investment, you know, and like really like, and just like expounding on like the, yeah, just like the, the emotional impact of the action. Right. And so like, you know, the last uh, episode that just came out, like it had such emotional impact with not that much action. And like, I feel like everybody loved it because like, you know, all that emotional part of it, which was the majority of the episode, it it just like builds the tension. It builds, you know, um, you know, just, it gets you invested. Um, And, and also like, I, I also completely agree with what you're saying about like seeing the cultural aspects of the galaxy and like, you know, that's, that's something that I feel like the Mandalorian has been as a show has been really hit or miss on like throughout its history. Like, there's some times where like you get this like you get this like behind not behind the scenes but like you get this like inner look at like some aspect of the Star Wars galaxy that's like really cool and like that's really impressive i feel like season 1 especially but then there's other times where like it just glosses over things where like this is some cool lore and like this if you could just put a little work into this disney it would mean something and what comes yeah. to mind is like tython like remember they went to tython yes dude what a waste and like they just completely botched that because they put no effort into the setting they put no effort into the like expounding on the lore um and that kind of felt i do agree that kind of felt like this scene a little bit and you know andor did a great job at that i feel like andor was like a really consistent show in terms of like its tone and like how it like portrayed like the intricacies of the different groups and the people and the interests um and you know, it's the other thing. I don't know if you thought this, but like, I felt like that crocodile scene was so similar to the crate dragon scene at the first chapter of season two. Did oh, you interest that at all? I no, don't know. I, didn't. I mean, I just felt like it was really similar. It was like this giant beast fighting like a large group and like finally gets defeated from the air. And like, um, I don't know. It just felt really similar to me. Um, and it was like really similar coloring somehow. Like, yeah, that's color, true. <laughs> like it was like the, the animal itself was like the same color. I don't know. 
I mean, maybe I'm like a conspiracy theorist at this point because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like thinking to myself, like, oh shit, or um, sorry, I just clicked the wrong button on my um recorder. Um, I I feel like I'm like looking, I'm like, is like Disney really this like down bad on like their CGI budget that like they're just like re- <laughs> reusing and like just altering? Yeah, um, but I don't think that's the case. If it was the case, that would be crazy though, and I'm the first person you heard it from. But I don't <laughs> think it's the case. <laughs> I mean, I know that's like a big thing that people talk about is like Disney's uh, CGI budget that like, yeah, because like the early MCU had like such better um, CGI than like the last like, you know, five to 10 movies. Yeah, it's so weird. It is weird how it's literally gone downhill for some reason. Well, yeah, no, no. Well, I've seen people that have like analyzed like what's happened and a lot of it has to do with them just like outsourcing CGI and like um, just trying to like cheapen or like just make it cheaper to make movies that's so like, wild to me they're no freaking... it's like they they have more mo- more money they have than unlimited like money yeah. <laughs> yeah i know it's wild uh but also it's like time too like no matter how much money you have like it still takes like more time to do better cgi like it's still art you know um and apparently they just don't want to uh they want to like crank out content faster um which is interesting because I feel like Disney right now, like Disney Plus, the platform, I feel like is completely dependent on like Star Wars and like people with like young children. Yeah. And so it's interesting like that they're not putting more time into the Star Wars content or maybe they are putting a lot of time into it. And I'm just like, I'm just ragging them, but I don't know. I, I just had like a really good idea for like this plot, this, this show. All right. Lay it out there. Is Let's it a good they, time? To, is it a good time to talk about that? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely it is okay so this would have been sick i because i i honestly really liked the idea of when grief card was like you we need a marshal here and stuff i was like okay that would have been sick i'd be down for that yeah. mando would be mando would make a great marshal he was right um but it'd be sick to have like mando even with grogu you know what let's keep grogu in the equation it, yeah i don't hate it in this in this scenario like he yeah. tries to settle down i'm thinking of like episode four of the first season the sanctuary when you know he he he's uh-huh. fe- he feels tempted to take off his helmet and live a simple life um yeah. and yeah, so yeah. it's like it'd be sick he tries to settle down but he's still technically like the leader of mandalore and then the, the mandalorians the children of the watch and and bo-katan's crew they basically start this war and they're killing each other and like it's only and then mando like reluctantly has to go in and you know lead mandalore and and redeem the entire mandalore instead of redeeming himself he has yeah. to redeem the entire mandalore and and unite it back to what it was and like that would have been sick that would have been that would have been awesome like him yeah, be great. him working with the armor or trying to fight the armor or trying to fight bo-katan like not this guy that doesn't want like he's he's seen the both sides of the of the spectrum he's seen all over the world and stuff and so he's been the perfect candidate for like let's that's what i'm saying like he's literally the perfect person to lead man like to lead mandalore because yeah, you're right sure. he has he has seen all this stuff of the children of the watch he's seen all their ways and like we thought the first like first two seasons he was getting glimpses of okay maybe the the children of the watch are not right like you said it's mm-hmm. like maybe there is a different way of living and so but apparently he wasn't learning that so mm-hmm. yeah it's that is frustrating i'm <laughs> I know I keep saying this, but I'm really, I'm really nervous for the season. I don't, I don't think, it's be, <laughs> I think it's going to be la- a lackluster show. <laughs> it's going to be me and you just ragging like every I know. week again, like the like Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett. Like, gosh, uh, rough times, uh, rough times here at the bar. That's really what that's really what made us lose our steam as a podcast. Like, was when we no, just did not- <laughs> yeah, 
Um, no, I think that's a great, I think that'd be a great idea. And like, I like that idea that you said, because, um, you know, I was, I was, um, I, I was, I was listening to something today from, uh, what was I, it was Brian Cranston talking about how one of the things that he liked about doing Breaking Bad was that the character like changed a ton, like yeah. his main character. And like, I feel like that would like present that opportunity for this show a little bit more. And we saw a big change in Din Djarin, um, in the first two seasons, like from the beginning of the first season to the end of the second season, like big, big change, like a pretty different character, his attitude towards Grogu, his attitude towards a lot of people and just sort of his whole, his whole demeanor as a character changed. And like, if you, if we would go the direction that you said, um, it would be the same, it could be the same thing. You know, he's trying to like simplify his life. He's trying to settle down a little bit. He settles on Navarro. He does the Marshall thing. He's wanting to like, just like take a step back from the action a little bit. Um, and then he gets pulled back into it. Right. Then, then all of a sudden you have a character arc, you know, you have a change, yeah. you know, he's going to change his mind. He's going to change his goals. Whereas like this season, it seems like he's just like coming straight in with like a goal. And like, he just, he like, there's not as much of like a big change unless he changes his mind about the goals that he's presenting in this episode that, that could make the season interesting to me. And so that's kind of what I'm crossing my fingers for and hoping for. Okay. I just had like a, 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 a prediction. What if okay, here we he's go. on, he's on Mandalore and somehow he finds evidence of the armorer hmm. like turning in or, or working with the empire. And that's when he's like, Holy shit. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like oh, she, wow. she actually like takes off her helmet. Like maybe he finds a hologram or something. He takes off it. She takes off her helmet or something. And she's like working with the empire and like, so that they it's attack. All, it's all, she, it's all a farce. Right. Yeah. Because right. Cause she doesn't like, because people on Mandalore were not children of the watch. So like, it would make sense for them to like, not like each other. And yeah. that was like her way of like destroying old Mandalore. So, so the children of the watch can like kind of take over. I mm. think that'd be kind of sick. I, I feel like that could be a good direction, but who knows, but I feel like hopefully something, something needs to happen. Right. Yeah. Something needs to happen. They, they can't be afraid to get into like the, com like complicated, like politics, like, they set up the politics of Mandalore and the Clone Wars and everything to be complicated. It was so good too. It it's was so, so good. good. Like you got all these factions and you've got them interfighting that some of them don't like the Republic. Some of them hate the separatists. Like you've got so many layers to the politics of Mandalore. You know, there's like the ultra violent, there's the ultra pacifist, there's the ones in the middle. I mean, it's just like, they can't, they can't shy away from that complexity. Um, in like any whatever direction they go otherwise it's really gonna like feel really shallow though i hope that something like what you're describing were to come about because they would have to get into it at that point yeah because yeah because i think you're right though you're on the right track of like he needs to question for some reason he forget he forgot season two happened and mm -hmm. he's like so set on the children to watch again so yeah he definitely yeah. needs to question to to get that character development. So hopefully something happens with that. You, you know, I would even feel, I would even feel better almost if I, if they gave us like a little bit more as to like, why, like tell, like tell us just a little bit more, show us a little bit more about like why he's so dedicated to getting back into the children of, of the watch. Because yeah. like, if, if we could see a little bit of that vulnerability of him, cause like you can, you can kind of like speculate, obviously you can say like, Oh, like, he was raised in this. He obviously like is going to be like socialized in a lot of ways to like 
be like really attached to it. Like, I mean, you mean you would know, like it's hard to leave like a really highly intense religious group. And like, I get like, I, I feel like if they let us in a little bit more uh, on that, like it might be, maybe it would like give us like a little bit more reason to like understand the character and like his motivations. But yeah. I feel like they've kind of just like, they've kind of just presented it as like this like moot plot point. Um, <laughs> that's just like pushing the, pushing, pushing the, pushing the story forward, just like giving yeah. us something to watch. And that's not really working. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, are we going to wrap it before? Our, yeah, let's, our let's wrap it up. we got a minute. We, we got a minute left. I, hopefully things kind of, did you hear that season four has already been written according to John Favreau? Really? And, and you know, it. like he, he's, his philosophy is just, just keep going. Yeah. Right? I don't, that, I'm, I'm, that I'm not like, I'm not liking him anymore. Like after we talked about, <laughs> after we talked about, um, and, or what we got with Andor or what we could get with Mandalorian yeah. and like what the first and two seasons were, it's like, like what, what is he doing? He's, he's just getting complacent and just trying to make money, which is like so irritating. Stories need to end guys. Like, come on. Yep. Every good story has an end at some point. Right. Yeah. So hold on. I mean, oh, well, we'll see. Well, I, I don't want to cause too much judgment, even though it sounds like I am. I still have hope. Yeah. We um, just, but... we just went so <laughs> negative just now. Um, oh, hopefully next episode's awesome. Yeah. Oh God. We'll probably see both uh, and on tattooing. <laughs> <put them> on. <laughs> oh gosh. The, the mods. I can't wait. Oh, I cannot wait. Dude I, dude, I literally thought, do we have like 20 seconds? I literally thought, I was like, dude, I swear if the mods come to be the marshals of, of Navarro, I will lose my shit. <laughs> I thought they were going to, I thought they're going to be the ones to fix the IG droid. When oh God, please mechanic. no. Mechanic. We have a good mechanic. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs>